This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. NRL Supercoach, not something I've spoken about much on this channel, and it seems to be very much a divide between the NRL Fantasy guys and the Supercoach guys, with the scoring being pretty different. And I don't see any reason why we can't coexist and why we can't play both games. Obviously, there's a few differences, not just scoring-wise, but prizes, etc. in the Supercoach world. I know a lot of my guys here on my channel, being NRL Fantasy, do like to play Supercoach as well. And it's something that I've played... Yeah, you know, every year, but given I make content for NL Fantasy, it's not something I make a lot of content on or focus a lot of my time on. But this year, I'm looking to spend a little bit more time on Supercoach. I've been doing plenty of research over this off-season, and I'd like to present my NL Supercoach simple strategy that I think a lot of you guys can use, and especially the guys that follow my content, but also get a newer audience with the Supercoach guys. There's a lot of podcasters out there that talk uh, NRL Supercoach, but not a lot that do videos. So I've seen those guys like Aman, they're out there doing that. Um, and yeah, Supercoach, Supercoach Whisperer with the Dual Position podcast. So I'd like to add to that content as well. So let me know if you guys are interested in that. So we'll talk about a couple of differences between NRL Fantasy and the Supercoach to start. And then from there, we will talk about my strategy for straight out Supercoach. So Obviously, as I said, skewed a little bit more to attacking players. There are extra opportunities to score for these attacking guys, which I'll explain in a sec. And most of them are double what fantasy scoring output is, and the rest is pretty similar. So, tries 8 to 17. So, 8 in fantasy, 17 here. In Supercoach, try assists is more than double as well at 12. We've got line break assists at 8, which is double. And then there's an additional one, which we don't have in general fantasy, and that's try contribution. So, a lot of time, there'll be two guys that get an assist. So there'll either be the guy that gets the, the 12 points for the assist and one gets the, the contribution, which is really, really cool. Uh, so that's just an addition of points there. Really cool one that's not in NRL Fantasy, which I really like, is the kick and regather. So if you can kick it, the little chip and chase, for example, you can get an eight uh, if you can kick and you know, get it to the winger. There's another eight as well, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. And then running, obviously, if you were to make 10 meter hit-ups every time, you are picking up two points for that rather than just that one point that you get in NRL Fantasy. So very much skewed to attacking players, which is 
in the past is not something I've really liked, but it is, it is just a different way of going about it. And the points are a little bit more up and down. There's definitely a lot more volatility, which I'll explain in a little bit, but let's jump in and talk about my type of strategy for NRL Supercoach. So number two, there's the players who make a lot of runs. It's obviously gonna to lead to tackle breaks, it's gonna to lead to offloads, and it's gonna to lead to those above scoring opportunities. So anyone in the halves, the five eights, the, the fullbacks, they tend to dominate Supercoach. Obviously a fair bit of a fair few hookers as well. Damien Cooks, the Grants, these types of players can do great also. Number three, the above three sections, I feel carry the highest scoring players. So getting plenty of these guys in early is gonna be extremely important because there's such a disparity in averages compared to NRL Fantasy. You see guys like Cleary and obviously Hines this year have absolutely killed it. Guys like Damian Cook in NRL Fantasy have you know, five to 15 points difference on a lot of the guns in other positions. Whereas in Supercoach, yeah, we saw what Tommy Dravojevic uh, averaged a few years ago, obviously before last, and, and that was absolutely incredible. And, and if you weren't captaining, captaining him week to week, you were absolutely getting smashed. So you can see with the guys like Hines and stuff, absolutely killed it last year. You need them in your side. It's very, very interesting. So we move to the next section. So the hookers, the halves, the 5'8", and the wing fullback, they all only carry two positions. So I think it's a really big mistake if you get these wrong. What I mean by that is if you were to have a guy that was pretty good, you know, close to a gun, you say, let's say you have Nico Hines in that half position, and then your second half is a cheapie that doesn't go so well. If Hines happens to miss one week, you have no one to play in that position. And given it being a, such an important position, you miss out on that 80 points that he gets, 100 points, whatever it is that week, and you have someone that's in there getting 30 or 40, that's a massive loss. And a lot of the time that really good player in the halves of the wing fullback is gonna be your captain as well. So what we see here is it's really important to have two good scorers in each of these positions. You have the centers, the wing fullbacks, sorry, the centers section there, um, centers and wingers, I should say, that has seven. So if you, you know, have an injury or two, a suspension, guy not playing, it's completely fine because you can bring someone in that's gonna score similar. But in those really, those four are the super important positions. So I think you're either gonna need two guns or one gun and a really good cheapie or a midi scorer that's gonna score solidly for you. Maybe it's a 50-55 for that midi there as well. So yeah, so the injuries and suspensions could really derail you uh, and cause you to trade, which is can be a main issue here, uh, just to have that one decent scorer week to week or you are gonna fall behind. Add the buy per week into the scenario and it could be an absolute mess if you stuff it all up. So plenty to think about in that section there. Number five, we've got three, I, I, I'm gonna suggest here three players max per team. With one buy happening each round, you really don't wanna get caught with too many players from that one team. Otherwise you are going to have to make trades, especially if you've got three guns. Let's think of the, the Storm, for example. If you are going Grant, Munster, and you went one of their gun forwards, whether it's Welsh or you, know, you go for Hughes or something like that, it creates some issues. Yeah, it could be Roosters this year with Sammy Walker, Teddy, and Manu, those types of players. If you have more than that amount, you're just leaving too many points on the sideline on a week-to-week -week basis, and you really don't wanna trade any of those guys out. So it's a massive issue, I think, this year, which makes it really interesting, obviously, as well, is one team having a buy each and every week. So have a look at that buy schedule and see which of those guns from the teams that you're looking to bring in, you know, two, three, four players from a certain team, Check that out and see what's gonna happen uh, and when they have their buys as to what decision you're going to make there. So as I said, unless you plan ahead and you could potentially use a trade boost, but again, you're not really looking to, to move on from many guns, um, you know, especially earlier on the season. 
So number six, trade boost. I think it's only to be used to fix up your team early if you've really had a stuff up, if you selected a, a few guys that are really underperforming or yeah, you just didn't do enough study and you weren't you know, completely prepared, then I think you should use that a boost or two early to fix up your team. Otherwise, I think you should be trading heavy during the middle part of the season. In that buy period, you're going to have obviously 13, 16, and 19 with you know seven teams off for the buy. And then each and every week around that, you're still going to have that one team having a buy. So yeah, there's origin in there. There's plenty happening. So I'd suggest using trade boosts around that period being your best. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Number seven, given the volatility of Supercoach, I think jumping on players who are starting a streak early is going to be key. So if, if you can jump on a guy a week early or you sense the guy's uh, just coming into his own or he's been thrusted into a position of power, whether it be halfback, whether it's a center or a winger who ends up moving back to fullback, like a, a Ruben Garrick, if, if Tommy Jovovic injured, please don't be injured. But they're the types of options where it's like, oh, if I can jump on them straight away and get that 80 to 100 early, you get that price bump and other people uh, have missed out on him that first week. They pick him up that next week, but they missed out on that, missed out on that great score and missed out on that great price rise. So that's the biggest thing I think with SC, just with it being very volatile, and, and guys getting, you know, being out at 100, 120, uh, if they've been moved into a better position or they start to, to build some steam, then that's the way to play this one. Think about this one. If your mid-range pick is struggling, I'd suggest moving on quick as the scoring difference can be super crazy. If they're getting like a 30 to 40 and another mid-range pick or a good cash cow is getting 70 to 100 with a bunch of tries each and every week, you're absolutely missing out. So I think you've got to move a little bit quicker with a bunch of these sort of middle guys or guys you're not sure on. Guns, obviously, I'd be holding off on trading them straight away if they under, underperform for one week or two, which I'll speak about in a second. Number eight, it is worth waiting to bring in cheapies until their third week. So if you aren't going to play them in your starting 17, then I think it's worth waiting. If you think they're good enough to be able to score in your 17, then I would suggest bringing them in in one of those earlier weeks. Uh, or if you have plans to bring in other players in the next few weeks and you feel like you wouldn't be able to get or have enough trades to, to bring in that guy, then then that's when I would uh, bring him in early. But other than that, I would be waiting till that third week because different to NRL Fantasy, that third week is when their price rise changed and they had that big price change. So you know, if they score 60, 60, 60 and they're a basement price cheapy, they could make you over 100K in that third week. You don't miss out the first two like you do in NRL Fantasy which is another thing I'm not too fond of, but it is the rules and that is how it goes. So that's something to think about there for sure. Number nine, cheap non-players, so nuffs as they call it in the SC world, should not be used early in the year for this year 
for captaincy looping now that there is a team with buys each and every week. And most of the time, you're going to have at least one player from the majority of teams to use that loop. And if not, you can you know, run the gauntlet and try and you know, cop a, a 30 or, or a 40 as a, as a, you know, as into your vice-captain loop, which we'll speak about uh, another time. But I just don't think it's going to be as relevant as it has been in previous years to have that guy, that non-player, to throw in as your captain and get that vice-captain score. Number 10, SC scoring can be extremely volatile as we spoke about. So some patience needed with players in good teams that are playing well. So if the team's playing really well, that player you've brought in is a gun. He just hasn't scored, he just hasn't fired in that first few weeks. Let's just say he's got anywhere between a 40 and a 60, 65 in that first couple of weeks. But the team is going well. Most likely that player is going to come out and get an 80 plus, get that 100, get that 120 that you need to justify that selection. What a lot of people will do is actually move on from that player after the first two weeks. They chase those points from another another team there, which I've said there, and you end up with egg on your face because you've chased points. So they follow that guy that scored a couple of tries in the first few games, and then they have that, that lighter week. They get the 40-odd, and the person they've traded out finally goes well and gets that 120. Because they're in that good team, just trust the process with that. Most of the time, they will end up playing really well and getting the points that they need and that you, that you want uh, out of them. Number 11, attacking players from good teams is the way to play. Decent players in an average team can play well, but will struggle in SC if the team isn't scoring or giving the player opportunities. So I think that's a really important one, especially in those outside backs. You could have guys that, you know, with the with the attacking points, as we spoke about the tries, the, the try assists, the line breaks there, being so high, you can score one try a game and and score really, really well. You can score a 50 plus and make good coin where it doesn't happen that way as much in NRL fantasy. So if you're a, a winger, a center in a in a really good team, you're gonna get more opportunities than someone being you know, probably a slightly better player than you, but in a worse team that aren't gonna get, aren't gonna be scoring a lot of points. They're not gonna be you know, putting on 20 to 30 points um, as a team each and every week, whereas that other team will. So I think that's really important to think about with that type of player. So attacking players from those good teams is the way to play. Number 12, captaincy choice is obviously extremely important. Picking on matchups can be very helpful. So if you've got a, a gun like Tom Trevojevic and they come up against a lower team, that's usually when you'd, you'd like to select him as captain. Yeah, there was a, that uh, a couple of years ago where you were basically selecting him every week, but that can be the same with Nico Hines as well, for example, or, or Nathan Cleary, where you pick them. Yeah, they're gonna go well, pretty well regardless, but they can have those absolutely massive games, those two try, three tries this effort, those four tries this efforts. Uh, lots of offloads, plenty of line break assists and stuff like that against those lesser teams. So being aware of you know picking a guy also is going to be extremely important. For those that are very volatile, they could get, you know, if they could get 120 and then the next week they get 20, it's probably worth avoiding that type of player as captain unless you think they've got a real perfect matchup. Because it could derail, derail your season if you do uh, end up captaining a guy that gets 20. We've all seen in the past, a lot of people would captain guys like Anthony Milford, who was that type of player, he'd get 120 or he'd get like 10. So those guys that picked their captain team early seem to struggle for the rest of the year. Yeah, you could probably get away with one of them, but if it happens a couple of times, which it did with Milford, even when he was playing super well, he probably, you know, probably happened less often. But anyway, that's very, very important to pick someone that probably has somewhere to do, somewhere about a 40 floor 
and has a ceiling that's obviously in the hundreds as well. So there's a bunch of those guys. You think of guys like Nico Hines and Cleary and, and Tedesco and these types of guys that even if they have a poor game, Teddy would, would still make 15 to 20 runs, still get a few a bunch of tackle breaks. He might have a few errors and bits and pieces, but he'll still get somewhere around that 40 mark. And then if he does score a try, set up one or two or three, he could get in the hundreds there as well. So the last one there, just obviously the vice captain always should be picked to play in the first game or two in case they go nuts, so you can loop in. With with vice-captains and captains in SC, very easy for someone to, to come out, score a few tries, a couple of tries, this, whatever it is, and score 120 plus. Anything above that, you'd be looking to try and get that, that points, because if you double that 240 and your captain comes out and gets 70, you're obviously, yeah, yeah, that's 50 points that you're missing out on there. Uh, so if you can if you can have, some, have your vice-captain play in that first one, it's going to be much easier for you to be able to do that loop, which again, we'll speak about. I'm sure a lot of you, know, a lot of you guys will know about this, but this is going to be a lot for the newer guys to Supercoach. Uh, those that you know, know a little bit, but may not know, you know plenty. It could be for the new guys that are coming into Supercoach. So welcome to you guys. And also my NRL Fantasy guys. This is a great way to learn how to play Supercoach. I think we can coexist. I think we can both play this game and do really well. So lastly, good luck to you all. And I hope you have a great preseason. And good luck picking your round. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.